Hey, what's going on, parents? Welcome back to part two uh, of a series that I've, I've been very excited about uh, doing that you have been asking for with Rhett Smith How's it going? on depression and anxiety. It's going well. Good, it's man. going well. Good to be here. Uh, here we are, part two. I don't want to waste too much time because uh, I'm excited for this topic or this part of this topic. Um, when it comes to you know depression and anxiety, would love to talk about the, about the spiritual aspect of this. You know, yeah, we're we're have you seen people in a healthy way, you know, include scripture and, and all that. And, and obviously we include God in everything, but then where have you seen it in unhealthy, you know, yeah, oh, maybe overemphasize. I don't know. You know what I'm sad about the most is that over the years I've had people come to my office who belong to a church and they went to a leader or a pastor and said, I'm anxious or hmm. I'm depressed. And the, the pastor and probably in, Probably, meant, I think they meant good. Yeah. Quote is something like Philippians 4, 6, don't be anxious, so mm. you shouldn't be anxious. And then all of a sudden, yeah. that person doesn't feel like they can talk about something as important as their mental health hmm. in the safe confines of a church. And so they end up in a stranger's office, in my office, talking to me about that. Yeah. And so huh. I've seen it abused that way. Um, and then I think in healthy ways, I've seen um, a church congregation like gather around someone who's really struggling with anxiety and depression and make it really safe and grace-filled to hmm. just be themselves yeah. and to walk alongside them in that long journey and not feel like they have to fix them or rush for some type of solution. Okay. So I've seen it kind yeah. of both ways. Yeah. It's tough to, I, coming from a pastor and somebody yeah. who people come to me for advice, you know, know. It, it's tough to not, uh, where's the balance of not fixing them on the spot? Like, oh, you do this and then you'll be fine. You know, like, yeah. like the pastor saying that. Because I've even done that to myself with that scripture. Yeah. Like, oh, I shouldn't be anxious because I, I, know. I should pray and be fine. I was just thinking how complicated things are. Like, I was just thinking about the passage, Philippians 4, 6. Mm. That word for anxiety Paul uses in Philippians 2, 20. Same word. And he talks about Timothy having anxiety, but he uses it in context of care and concern. Hmm. So Timothy's anxiety is... It's, it's rooted in a caring concern he has for somebody. Yeah. Like, so for example, a friend, you might have anxiety for a friend that you care about. Like, that's a healthy anxiety. You worry about them. And then later hmm. on, Paul says, okay, don't be anxious. And then the yeah. middle in 228, Paul talks about that he's hoping for the, like, lessening of his anxiety. And then in 226, he talks about, I can never say this guy's name right, Epaphrodites, okay. who is distressed, who is actually, he is down and depressed hmm. because the congregation is thinking about him. And I thought, huh. just in these short few chapters, we're talking about different versions of anxiety and depression. And so as a leader, I think I want to be with someone in that complex space and yeah. just say, hey, this is complicated, but I'm going to just be here with you and walk alongside this journey with you. And we don't have to solve it right away. Yeah. Maybe there's some things you can do right away to kind of help alleviate some you know, overwhelming anxiety. Hmm. But Calm, I guess calm your own anxiety that you don't have okay. to fix it right away. Oh, yeah. No, you know what I'm saying? Good. Yeah, and that's helpful for parents because then it takes, Ton yeah. like you're saying, the, the anxiety, the pressure off of them, like on the spot. Uh, what what would be, you know, um, some good things in a spiritual sense, like healthy ways that parents can include God and Scripture in this conversation yeah. with their students? Well, I think, like, one thing really helpful is to kind of place our own journeys in the context of Scripture, you <laughs> know, and... Think about the story of like Exodus. You know, I always tell people, how can you go through the desert for 40 years when it's like really a 13-day journey, yeah, you know? Yeah. And not be anxious about your enemies or about his huh. food coming from heaven. And so uh, yeah. I think just acknowledging that part of our journey as followers of Christ includes things like anxiety and hmm. depression. So if you can 
place a person's life and, and place their own story and narrative within the context of scripture, yeah, I think it can take some, I don't know, it can give us some insurance that we, that we aren't alone. This isn't the first time this has happened, that God mm. is with us. I think another healthy thing, obviously, is um, just not tossing scripture out of context, but coming alongside people and just saying, hey, let's, let's pray about this specific thing, or yeah. let's look at some specific characters in the Bible who've <laughs> wrestled with issues as it relates to probably mental health. They may yeah. not use the word anxiety and depression, but it was a struggle for them. So okay. I think just putting things in, in that context would be helpful. Yeah. So what about this? Like, what if a parent, you know, when, when their student talks with them yeah. and they, they're like, we're going to pray, you know, we'll pray right now. Yeah. And they, you know, you do that, you have the initial conversation or you have another conversation and you, you say a 30 second prayer, you know, on the spot when is is it good for parents to check in often in a, like, hey, can I pray for you again? Or like, hey, how are you? I, I found this, uh, I found, you know, in, in Exodus, how how the Israelites were feeling. That's where you're at. Like, where, yeah. where where's, I don't even know, like, where's a good balance of knowing how often to even check in, how often to pray, how often to bring up scripture, send them scripture? Yeah. I mean, I have kids. And it's always easier to parent other people's kids or tell them what to do than is my own, right? <laughs> yeah. Do as I say, not as I do. Yeah. I think this is part of the ongoing conversation. Mm-hmm. You have this opening conversation with about anxiety and you say, mm-hmm. you know what? I, I know this is just the beginning and I want to make this a safe place just mm-hmm. to show up consistently and talk to you about it. And if you don't want to talk about it, that's okay. But yeah. know that I'm here. Yeah. And I'd be lying if that was an easy formula. I think it's an ongoing, <laughs> you know? And also, I think your kid's ability to actually open up and trust you um, is borne out over the long course of yeah. parenting them, you yeah, know, yeah. showing up in their lives and saying, you know, saying prayers to them and laying down in bed with them at night when you tuck them in and reading stories and going to games. And so mm. I think just being consistent as a parent allows you and invites them, invites you into that relationship that yeah. gives you discernment to know how to navigate that. Hmm. Man, that's good. Yeah, I like I, that. I should practice that at home. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know, it's funny you said it's easy to parent kids until you have <laughs> yeah. kids. Like I, I've, I've heard, I heard of one a parent say it was it was so easy to raise kids until I had them. Exactly, you know? it's yeah. easier to be married until I got married. Yeah. I knew all the answers. <laughs> you do, you know. You know? The, um, so with this, uh, how kind of leading where even Paul said there's different, or how yeah. you talked about with Paul, there's different levels of of anxiety within those few chapters of Philippians. Um, is there a way to kind of use that and pull to or lead to the root of where the anxiety is coming from? Yeah, I mean, you could look at Paul's story, I guess, and look at his journey and his whole, especially, I guess, in Philippians 2 and, you know, and kind of understand what anxiety was rooted in for him. And Mm so, you know, I don't know. I just think this is part of this ongoing conversation Mm -hmm. that when people are anxious or depressed, um, what you're seeing is a symptom yeah. of something deeper. Hmm. And I think to get to the deeper root, you want to engage in a conversation with them and to really start asking a lot of good questions and being yeah. really curious, which yeah. takes time. Yeah. A lot of time sometimes. A lot of time. Yeah. It, it, going about even having that conversation or checking back in. Yeah. Is that a at night before they go to bed, one-on-one sense, don't bring this up during dinner, you know, like how, how much do you tell siblings or siblings no, not no, you know? I don't know. That's a lot of loaded questions question there. there. I know. Yeah. I, and this is, where I, this is where I want to trust parents, that each kid is unique. Okay. And parents really are the experts on each kid and try mm. to discern 
now is not a good time to talk and now is, yeah. you know, and this is the frequency that I need to engage and not engage. And if you don't know, I would simply ask your kids. Hmm. And you might get a, oh, I don't okay. know, okay. you know, but I think you want to, you, you yeah. want to put the kids in the position of being the experts on themselves and okay. ask them questions. And if you don't get much right away, that's okay. Yeah. I think you just keep going back at it and yeah. asking and being curious and, and just pay, like pay attention. Yeah. So it's kind of figuring out their pace Yeah. and, and meeting with them and then, yeah. Or ask them simply, Hey, do you need me to help you solve a problem right now? As mm -hmm. it relates to your anxiety, a solution, mm -hmm. I can help you do that. Or do you need me just to listen That's a, and just yeah. cry or vent or be upset about this and just take a cue from your kid, I think was yeah. the most helpful thing that you could do. Gosh, that is a solid question too. Yeah. Cause then maybe sometimes, maybe a lot of time they just want to get stuff off of their chest. Yeah. And they're not and be heard. Fixed. Yeah. Man. That's good. Sometimes that solves a lot of anxiety problems. They feel heard and mm. known and listened to, hmm. and that's all they wanted. Yeah. Man, so good, Red. Uh, we fixed it. I we solved this. it. We're done. Actually. No, uh, but we are done for this week. Yep. We are done for this week. So um, make sure that you're tuning in next week for part three of uh, depression and anxiety uh, with your students. Uh, signing off for today. Uh, remember, as always, you're not alone. God's with you, and so are we. Have a great week.